Welcome back. You're listening to an ep- another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Audio versions and lessons from Money Mail, keepthechange.co.nz. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to look at a bit of debt today. D E B T. Shit, I just about forgot how to spell debt. That's bad. Certainly, there's so much of it out there. The subject of this one was how a mate picked up 30k in fake debt in under two minutes. Well, shit. We better take a look at this. How the hell can someone tick up 30 grand of fake debt and it take less than 30 minutes? Well, let's consult the old email and figure out what we were talking about. Thank you for all the kind feedback on the dividend email. Glad to hear it made some sense. I was a little bit worried that it was going to be a bit too technical, but um, good to see that it really was understood by people and they and they got it. So if you didn't look at that one, that was week number 44, uh, where we looked at dividends. This week got pretty interesting with the property space getting a big old shake up. Property accountants and property investors are busy figuring out how these changes affect them. I need a few emails to explain each of these major changes in detail. If you really want to have a good read, let me know and I can point you in the direction of IRD facts, not clickbait opinions. This was the week that um, the government brought in new changes to property and it was again all over TV as it always is. Can any story about property in New Zealand and it'll be the um, the first thing that they talk about on the news. Uh, but they changed some, some of the tax rules and it was pretty major because the first time that we'd done something so drastic for a while but there was a fair bit of clickbait going on about how uh, the market would crash and all these different things which didn't necessarily play out like that straight away but um, there was, I did have an article where if you wanted to read it, it had all of the the impacts of these changes uh, from the IRD rather than people's opinion pieces and media fluff pieces. But anyway, those days have been and gone and the government, I said basically quickly, the government is trying to slow down investment in property and making it easier for first-time buyers to get into a home. Will it work? Probably not. Not over the long term anyway, that was my opinion, and we'll, we'll figure out and we'll see how that plays out over time, but anyway, maybe this is just a start when it comes to changes, because I do know that previous taxation changes to property haven't slowed down the speculation, bubbles, and obsession, but how did we get here? How do the prices keep rising? Good bloody question. I want to give you an example to help you understand. This is just one way that prices have been rising and is based on a true story. Right, I picture this. Person A and person B are the final two bidders on a property. It comes down to just these two people, A and B. Person A bids to 885k and can't place another bid. Person B bids to 890,000 and wins the battle. No more bids from person A. Going, going, bid. Who the hell is that bloke over there? Well, that's person A's dad. Coming in off the top rope, says he wants person A to have the house. Just when we thought it was all over, back to all we go. Bids go back and forth again. Person A's dad bids person B up to oh, 920k, thinks, actually, this is silly, I'm out of here. Person A could get borrowing for 885k, and then dad decided, out of nowhere, that he was going to make up the difference. Person B wins the house at 920k, 30k more than two minutes ago when they initially won the true auction. So they'd won the auction at 890 and it should have been all over at that stage but somebody else comes in 
and a, and a parent, basically. And they, they don't want their kids to miss out, so they start topping it up. But then they tap out. So person B ends up with a 920k sale and they've uh, you know spent 30 grand more than what they had had the father of person A not put their hand up. So person B wins the house for 920k, obviously 30k more two minutes ago. Now person A's dad has just cost person B 30k. Person B doesn't shout person A a beer, obviously. Well, Luke, I hear you say, get over it. 30K isn't much in the scheme of 900K, is it? Well, try saving 30K out of your after-tax income. 120K, and we all carry on. So there's no real big deal. The money is in supply, and the seller does whatever they do with the cash, probably buy another property in the same conditions. You can see how this gets out of hand pretty quickly, don't you? You know, this is just one example, and this is a true story. So you times this out by it happening all across the country, and you can see ways where things end up costing more than potentially what they needed to cost, um, but people are happy to bank it, or the bank's happy to bank it, and off you go, you carry on, but debt's created in the system. The government stepped in this week and changed some rules for property investors and it captured nationwide attention. The hope is it cools the market. Let's see how that goes. So this was obviously written a number of weeks ago when the new changes came out. Now if you think these changes might impact you, do your research and ask experts. Don't take your neighbours' advice on this stuff. Some of the examples I've seen would have you believe that no one will be at open homes this weekend and the market will completely crash. And although it did cool off a little bit, Things sort of returned to normality and carried on, but you know those those changes uh, to to the property and tax law they'll probably take a while to to really for us to see the impacts on the market. Hey, it's year end. It's that time to add a new sheet to your financial position. I made a ten minute video for you here on what you need to do. So this was the end of the financial year, thirty first of March, in our geeky accounting world, and it's when we have to do a number of sets of accounts for people. And for those that have been doing the financial position, uh, which is tracking your assets minus your liabilities, it's a very good time to take stock of where you're at at the end of the financial year and then start to build in your financial position for the following year as well. But that spreadsheet um, already went through to March, so we had to start another tab for the 2022 financial year. If you haven't played around with that, then I highly suggest that you go and do that and it's a great way to be able to track your progress in terms of assets, liabilities, and think about your money at the end of each month and start to build your own financial statement, which is very, very important. Right, be good out there. Luke, P.S., you're one of 3,130 recipients. Did you know, Treasury, uh, tre- Treasury actually wanted the Brightline test to go to 20 years. Instead, it was moved from five years to 10 years. The Brightline test basically says that if you buy and sell a property within 10 years and it's not the main home that you live in, that you need to pay tax on that. So don't just take that one blanket statement as tax advice because there's a bit more to it than that. But um, basically, when the government introduces a, a law change like that, they'll get advice prior to doing it. And Treasury were suggesting that uh, Brightline needed to be 20 years. So 
that would and and is in some ways a capital gains tax for those people who are buying and selling investment property and property that they're buying and inquiring to make a profit of that they're not living in themselves. So they're trying to slow down speculation of property and its use as an investment vehicle rather than its use as shelter, which we have touched on previously and will as time goes by as well because it's such a popular topic for people. So a very good example for you there of how debt can get created in the system and how someone can end up with more debt than what they should have, but how quickly we can overlook it and just kind of go, well, it's not all that bad, you know, it's only 30k out of 900k, but that's obviously not thinking about the fact that you've got to make that money somehow and you've got to, that's still got to be paid back and it's got to be paid back for an after-tax income as well, not pre-tax income. So saving 30k to be able to pay that off out of your income is a fair bit, but people don't really think like that because they're, they're already thinking about the future value of that property. Ah, well, another 30k, who cares? It won't matter in 10 years when this place is worth another 300k. And that's how people justify levels of debt, and in this case, fake debt, in their head. And realistically, the, the purchase price and the value of a home is the the value at which someone will pay for it. So you could argue that that house is only actually worth 890k, and you could argue that it's worth 920k. You could argue that if person uh, B wasn't there and bidding, and person A could have got it for the reserve of 850, who knows? Uh, but they were the only two bidding on that day, and person A, I think it was no, we person who who person A um, won the auction fair and square, and then person B had. Um, some help from the parents. I think that's the right way around. Yeah, person A's dad has just cost person B 30k. Ouch. So anyway, whichever way it is, basically as soon as like another party comes to, to play, usually it's people's parents, that then forces the price to go up further because people want to see their kids achieve their dreams and their goals and stuff and so they'll step in to help and they've got money that's in abundance or in excess as such. And you can see someone else having to carry the can of it if they decide to pull out, which they did in this case. So a very, very good and interesting example for people to try and learn from and just understand, you know, that debt, it may not necessarily be entirely real. It can end up being incurred by people through the impacts of outside sources, uh, forces and other people's decisions. So very, very interesting and quite scary because that would have happened a number of times all across the country as people were rushing to to buy and secure a home. And that person now has an extra 30 grand worth of debt that they need to pay back over time simply because someone's parents started bidding on a property that they didn't go right through with. So there you go. An example of how debt can be created in the system. That was week number 45 of the Money Mail Lessons, keepthechange.co.nz. Thank you for tuning in. Share us wherever you are listening. Love to see this end up in front of more people so that more people can learn be good out there we'll see you in week number 46